Welcome to All Turns and No Breaks with Tan and Renee. This isn't an ordinary show. This is NASCAR Talk for fans by fans. Hey, NASCAR fans. Welcome to another episode of All Turns No Breaks with Tam and Renee. I am Renee. She is Tam. Hey, guys. How are you doing, Tam? How was your weekend? My weekend was awesome. How was yours, Renee? Oh, I had a fantastic weekend. I had an awesome Father's Day. I can tell you that right now. It was wonderful. I watched the NBA Finals, the last game. Did you? <laughs> of course I watched that game. I mean, it was almost like it was a holiday. I mean, not that Father's Day is not a holiday, but it was like it was Memorial Day or Easter Sunday. I don't know. I, know. It, it, I mean, people, <laughs> I asked my friend if she wanted to go speed boating. She was like, no, the NBA game is on. I, I was know. like, that doesn't come on to 5 o'clock. Yeah. Because we're on the West Coast. We are. And we're out yeah. here in Southern California. And it was a scorcher. Oh, it my was God. Yeah, that's hot. why I wanted to go speed boating. But she was like, uh, no, the game comes on. I'm like, we can go take out the boats at 11 or 12. Yeah. <laughs> I, I tweeted, I was excited, I was nervous, I was scared. I saw that. I didn't know what to think. I didn't know who to root for. I wanted LeBron to win, but I also was rooting for Steph. But then I was rooting for LeBron, but then I was rooting for Steph. It came down to the wire. I remember the score was 89-89, and it seemed like it was 89-89 for 10 minutes. I know. Or almost 89 minutes. How about that? It seemed like nobody wanted to score, nobody wanted to win. Yeah. And uh, I I spent my entire Father's Day on my couch in uh, some wonderful air conditioning, so it was fantastic watching that game. I knew from the beginning that I I wanted LeBron to win. I, I don't even really know why. I think it was just because maybe I was already done with the whole Steph Curry movie, and I was like, you know, I, I'm so sick of that. I'm, I'm like, I'm tired of hearing it already. It's just they're shoving down my throat, and I know the LeBron thing has just been shoving down our throats. And either way it went, I was like, you know what? If I had to go in one direction or the other, I'm going to go with LeBron because I would love to see... Not so much LeBron win. It had, it had nothing to do with his legacy. It had nothing to do with him overcoming odds. It was just that I wanted to see Cleveland win something. And even more so because my roommates are from Ohio. And I know they were pulling for him. And they don't even really watch sports. But I was like, you know what? I'd like to see Cleveland win something. I will say this about LeBron as well as Steph Curry. Everybody loves to hate a winner. Right. And it's almost like Jimmy Johnson. You know, we're, we're going to get into some NASCAR talk. Don't worry. Hold on to your seats. A lot of people don't like Jimmy Johnson. And yeah. I think it's because he's Mr. Six Time. I mean, it could be a personality thing. But ultimately, people love to hate a winner. So yeah. people love everything about Steph Curry because he was that guy that you could become. But once he won and then with all the drama with his wife, He quickly became hated. Yeah. LeBron was loved because people thought, oh, my God, he's the chosen one. He's going to be the next Jordan. He won a little. Well, he lost a lot, then won a little. But people just hate LeBron. There's no reason to hate LeBron because the decision, it was his decision. You can't hate on a man's decision and how he decides to tell you about his decision. I know. But, you know, in any event, I thought it was an awesome game. Well, I think it just goes to show that in any sport, no matter what it is, you're right. 
everybody hates somebody who's winning all the time. And you can go from sport to sport and pick teams out and persons out or whatever, like you said. And uh, I remember years ago when Jeff Gordon was winning all those races, and I was like, I'm tired of Jeff Gordon. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see somebody else win. So I totally get it, and I totally understand, you know, it just the way that the, the, the ball bounces. But you know what? It, it, it seemed like it was a really good game, and I was glad that I got to witness that. It was history in more ways than one. Uh, but you know what? LeBron came out on top, and that's just the way the ball bounces. Okay, so two quick things before we really jump into some NASCAR talk. We talked about it a little bit last week, but did you see the O.J. Simpson documentary? Did you catch up a little bit? I, I have not caught up, but I oh, am up Renee, to... I, Renee, I, I, Renee. I am. I know. I am one through three. I have not caught four, so I am a little bit behind. Uh, where are you at? I am one through four. Okay, all right. One. You're one through four, so you're yeah. one up on me. Oh, my okay. God. <laughs> so next week, even though it's over, we'll update you. But so far... It's must-watch TV. Oh, yeah. I, li- I like it. Yeah. I, as much as I thought I was done with this whole OJ thing, there's more and more things that you just go, man, wow, this has really got my attention, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of attention, the second thing I wanted to talk about was ESPN, the body issue. Have you checked that out yet? Uh, it's not been on the top of my list, no. Well, no, you probably don't want to check out the hot bods from the men, but... Probably not. Know, they're, Unless they're it's Danica Patrick people. up there, then I would yeah, totally watch know, that. Yeah, you know, when is Danica going to make her debut? I don't know. You know, Hopefully interesting so. that you brought that up. <laughs> it debuted in 2009, mm-hmm. and that was when Serena was on the cover. Right. Clearly, clearly, it got our attention. Serena's body is body baby but i started doing some research and i was like yeah well we're the nascar drivers and and guess what there hasn't been any nascar drivers in the issue or on the cover since 2009. wow now i'm gonna let you marinate on this okay there were two drivers that were in the first ever issue of espn the body issue okay I'm sure you're going to guess who one of them is because, you know, I like the way this guy walks. I like his strut. He has a body that's like, yeah, a little bit more than what you expect for a NASCAR driver. I've given you a couple of hints. I know. Unless Smoke was uh, looking lean and mean back then, I'm not going to mention him. Renee, did you just say Tony Stewart? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Although, you know, that one baseball player was on the cover and he had a big pot belly. Uh, That's true. Uh, Who was that? What was that guy's name? Was it... um... I can't even think. God, oh it couldn't have been Bartolo Colon. I know no, that. No, uh... I... No, it wasn't smoke. Okay, right. Okay. So it wasn't smoke. It had to be a little bit somebody leaner. Uh, maybe a Kurt Busch. No. Uh, maybe a... It couldn't have been Dale Jr. No. <laughs> Not that I wouldn't be. Maybe happy. a Jimmy Johnson. Hey, you know, that guy works out. He's a yeah. workout warrior. But no, I'm surprised. Who has the body in NASCAR? Ooh. Man, I you know, I don't look at... You know what? Maybe Carl Edwards? Uh, ding, 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 ding. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> okay, so since it took you so long to guess that... I'm actually that, that I picked that. Since it took you right. so long to guess the first one, I'm just going to flat out tell you the second one because okay. you're not going to understand or believe. Okay. So the only other driver besides Carl Edwards to appear on ESPN, the body issue or inside the issue mm-hmm. is Mark Martin. Whoa. Yes. Mark Martin, the double M. Wow. Yes. 
We need to look that, that up. We post that on the website. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> All you uh, uh, female NASCAR fans out there, we'll post that for you. Oh, we don't discriminate. If, yeah, we don't if discriminate If you're a male at all. and you want to look at it, then so That's right. You can like it. You don't have to comment on it. Or you don't. You can comment it and not like it. Or you can just do neither. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> We're so not going to judge. I'll definitely check out the new issue. We have a couple of heavy hitters on there. We have Conor McGregory from MMA. Von Miller, who is from the Broncos last year, or mm-hmm. s- somewhat this year, Super Bowl champ. Right. And Dwayne Wade, Gabrielle D-Wade. Union's husband. Boy, Gabrielle Union. Yeah. What a looking so, man. Oh, who boy. knows? Let's jump right into some NASCAR talk. It was Father's Day. It was a vacation. Yep. We didn't have a Sprint Cup race, but we did have an Xfinity race at Iowa. Right. And if anybody had a wonderful, wonderful Father's Day, it would be Sam Hornish Jr. Congratulations, sir, on your Xfinity win in Michigan. I'll be honest with you, it seemed like a really good race. He was going back and forth with Daniel Suarez, who won a race just recently himself, and he led 183 laps of the 250 total laps of that race, and they were going back and forth, and sure enough, Sam Hornish Jr. staves off Daniel Suarez for the final push and wins his first race of 2016, which is the first race that he's ever raced this year because, as we know, he hasn't been driving at all this year. With all that being said, what a great win for him. It couldn't have come at a better time and a better day than Father's Day because all three of his kids were there to see that. Yeah, what's really just crazy about this, from everything I heard during the broadcast, this guy was actually teaching school. Oh, I yeah. mean, who would think a NASCAR driver would no longer be racing and teaching school? Yeah, that is correct. I don't think he needed the money, so I'm assuming <laughs> it must be for the love. <laughs> you know what? Absolutely right. He didn't probably need the money. And you know what's funny? is like I think people like kind of miss that about NASCAR. It's just like anything else. Most of the time, these athletes... And NASCAR drivers are athletes. I don't want to hear anybody ever say that NASCAR drivers are not athletes because they are. The way they have to condition themselves and keep themselves in shape, i.e. Carl Edwards and Mark Martin. <laughs> they do. They have to Tommy put in the work. Yeah, smoke, okay. They do have to put in work to keep themselves in shape. And it goes back to it's it's not so much the money that, that they're looking for, that they're thriving for, that they want. It's the passion that they love to race. These guys love to race. Just like football players love to hit. They love to play the game of football. Basketball players love to play the game of basketball. Whatever the sport is, these guys love to race. They love to go fast and they love to get behind the wheel of a car and try to win a race. That's who they are. That's how they were built. And that's how they were brought up. Yeah, you know, one thing we did not mention, I was reading, I guess I didn't pay attention, although I watched the race, but did you read or watch, I guess there was a pit crew change? Yes, uh, I saw that. Now, most people who watch NASCAR, most people who don't know NASCAR, don't feel bad because, I'll be honest with you, Tam, I didn't really know that that this was legal either yeah by the way people when you listen to this podcast we are not experts we're not former drivers we're not former owners or anything like that this is a podcast for fans made by fans and me and tam are fans just as much as anybody else so if you don't know nascar and you're listening to this podcast for the first time 
we didn't even know, well, I know I didn't even, I don't want to speak for you, Tam, but I didn't know that this was even possible or legal to do. When I was reading about Sam Hornish Jr. switch pit crews with Eric Jones, I was like, wait, what? First of all, I didn't see it happen. But second of all, I was like, can it happen? Yeah. Why did it happen? And is it legal? I mean, clearly it was legal because it happened. Right. But I didn't know you could do that. I am aware a couple of years ago, and we talked about it a few podcasts back, where Tony Stewart actually switched pit crews with Kevin Harvick. Right. But that wasn't during the race. Believe it or not, I was standing right in Tony Stewart's pit area right. a couple of races ago he switched with ty dylan was it ty dylan i believe so yeah yeah so that was amazing to watch in itself how tony jumped out the car and if you guys aren't familiar this is you know tony was still having some issues with his back injury and they felt that this particular race wasn't going to be the best for him so right. they decided to switch drivers during the caution Right. And, and the I first think, the first caution. Right. And I think a side note here, Tam, is to let everybody know that it can be done, but it has to be from the same team. It, it can't okay. be a di right. It can't be a different. Well, you clearly know more Hendrix, than I know about it. It can't be Hendrix to JGR or uh, yeah, vice well, versa really? or Penske to the JGR. It, 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 yeah, it has to be from the same team. And apparently that's part of the rule. It can happen. Now, I think the last time that I read up and I did a little bit of research myself, Apparently, the last time that one of these major moves had happened was back in 2010 at Texas Motor Speedway, where I believe it was um, Hen it was Hendrix Motorsports okay. uh, did it. It was um, oh God, did I, I wrote it down. Hold on a second. I'll write it down. Okay, so Renee just referred to his notes. And yes, Just exactly. so you guys know, we prepare a little bit on what we're going to talk about, but this is just straight talk. Right, exactly. From the head. <laughs> we like to come off the top. We like to give you a little bit of authenticity, and we like to make it authentic. A lot of things that we, we write down is because we want to write down, and some of it we just like to talk about because we just like to talk about it and give you our true feelings. So back in 2010, Texas Motor Speedway, where the last real well-known pit crew swapped, was Hendrix Motorsports with uh, teams of Jeff Gordon, the number 24 at the time, and Jimmy Johnson, the number 48, who still rides in the 48. Like I said, apparently the part of the rule is is that you have to be on the same team, but it can be done. I didn't know it could be done, but you know what? Apparently, there it is. There it is. So let's jump into some driver's talk. Okay. And I know you guys, or especially Marcus, one of our faithful listeners, we know that you're hanging on to the edge of your seat waiting on us to talk about the Larson and Chase Watch. Right. That's a reoccurring theme for our first-time listeners. We have an ongoing conversation each week on Twitter, on the podcast, of who's going to win a race first, Larson or Chase. But before we jump into that, let's jump into the fact that NASCAR actually proposed a question. Who's going to make it to the chase first? Austin Dillon or Chase Elliott? Now, the article wow. <laughs> on NASCAR.com, it says, who will be the next to secure a chase spot? Renee, since you are the Chase Cal Larson expert, right? give me your opinion on Elliott versus Dillon, and that's Austin Dillon. When it comes to comparing Austin Dillon and Chase Elliott, I think... I would have to put Chase Elliott a little bit above Austin Dillon, only because lately, it, it comes down to what have you done for me lately? 
if I may use that, that sentence. Okay, great. So lately, all I've been seeing is Chase Elliott at the top of the list when the races are done. I have not seen Austin Dillon's name very consistently as much as I have Chase Elliott, which is why we go back to always going back and forth with this Chase Elliott and Kyle Larson kind of thing. Like Austin Dillon, not that he's fallen off, but you have to stay relevant. But did he ever fall on? Well, actually... I mean, I hear his name. <laughs> well... I hear his name, but right. I'm like, the compare Elliot to Austin Dillon, really? Yeah. Really? Really. Yeah. I no. mean, you know, yeah, they both come from prominent NASCAR families, mm-hmm. but personal opinion on Austin Dillon, he's somewhat of a hothead. That's the impression that yeah. I get. Not saying that he's not going to win, but I almost feel like he should be racing for Stuart Haas. He should be a part of the Tony Stewart crew because he has that Tony Stewart fire. Right. Not a good or bad thing. I like it, but I just don't agree with comparing the two. I guess maybe they they see some kind of comparison in a sense of Uh like young driver type of thing. As we know... They had also uh, put out an article or, or stuff on their website as well of talking about how the young drivers... And we talked about this Yeah, that was all our last entire week. episode was right. young uh, the, versus old. The young versus old and this changing of the guard. And I really believe... And I, and I still believe that. And I think uh, we're going to continue to see that. That this is a great thing for NASCAR. And I think we are seeing a changing of the guard. And I'm very proud to be a part of it and watch this unfold the way it is. I think it's fantastic. Well, NASCAR may have this Elliot Austin Dillon watch, but we have our own. We won't (laughs) even bore you guys with any more conversation about Kyle Larson and Chase Elliott. But I will ask one question to... I kind of saw it coming. Renee, it's yes or no. Do you still stick by your prediction that Chase Elliott will win a race before Kyle Larson? Yes, I still do. I still believe that Chase Elliott will win a race before Kyle Larson. I just think that the way that things have been going, I love the way that Chase Elliott has been racing. Although I love the way that Kyle Larson has been racing, and I think it's just my thing that I want to stick to so that I don't look dumb, and I'm not trying to retract on my words. I'm going to stick to my guns, and I'm going to say, Chase Elliott, come on, buddy. Make me look good. Okay, so if you guys don't know, we're talking about a Sprint Cup race. On that note... Because Kyle Larson actually won a race this weekend. We posted a beautiful photo of him and his son on Instagram. Kyle Larson is a first-time dad. And guess what, guys? He spent his weekend racing at a sprint car race in Ohio. Yeah. And he actually won. So, bravo, bravo bravo to you. And Tam, I know you posted some pictures and small videos on our uh, Instagram account and stuff. And some of those kids are just absolutely adorable. Yes. The girls look gorgeous. The fellas look handsome. It's so it's so yeah. wonderful to see that. I'm glad that you did that. And if you haven't uh, seen that for fa- uh, the Father's Day uh, account on our Instagram, please go check it out. And our Instagram is turns no breaks. Again, that's at turns no breaks. One photo in particular kind of touched me. A few weeks ago, I guess it's been about a month or so ago, I was out in Talladega and I was on the track Mm -hmm. prior to, or actually this photo was taken during practice. I was able to capture a precious moment of Kevin Harvick and Delana, his wife, 
actually sitting on the ground with their son. And I feel as if we've watched this little boy grow up before our eyes. So nonetheless, when I posted this photo, I wanted to make sure I tagged Kevin Harvick in the photo. And oh my God, as the young kids would say, OMG, (laughs) there was the best video of Kevin Harvick and his son on his Instagram account. If you guys have not checked out Kevin's Instagram, make sure you do. The video was of the son. He built this racetrack mm-hmm. and he had all this garbage and stuff on the track. And when Kevin said, buddy, what, what is this? He said debris. <laughs> so he built a track with debris, debris. on the track. He but, likes caution, son. <laughs> yeah, so the fact that this little boy is so aware of everything NASCAR. That's they amazing. post so many videos of him and his cars. Clearly, this little boy is going to be a NASCAR driver. I love seeing that. I can tell you from a, me being a father myself, happy belated Father's Day to all of you fathers out there. Uh, I do have a son. Uh, I am, Like I said, I am a father. And it's amazing to watch like all the drivers with their children out there and drivers being old and young and having small children. It's weird for me, but I miss that because my son is older, as Tam knows. Yeah. Uh, my son is already 21, so I got a grown man on my hands. Yeah, you guys uh, are drinking beers together. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I look like I'm 24 myself, but you know what? I started having kids at recess, so I didn't mess around. <laughs> so anyway, in, in any case, it's always still good to hear from my son, even at him being 21. It's always wonderful to hear his voice and for him to call me on Father's Day. Uh, but I always remember... Times like that where we spent just him as a kid just running around the house. And uh, I, I tell you something, it's a, as a father, it's something that you never forget and you, you cherish it for the rest of your life. Happy belated Father's Day for all you fathers out there again. Yes, indeed. Let's go into, since we're still doing driver's talk, let's talk about those drivers that have not made it to the chase. Yes. You know, we're getting close. So mm-hmm. this is a hot topic. When and you're in. Right. But for some reason, that's not registering with a few drivers that should have already won. Yeah, and you know what's funny is that, and I, and I don't want to keep beating a dead horse here or making things boring for you guys and keep bringing this person up, but I seriously think that, and even though we go back to this whole Kyle Larson and Chase Elliott thing, I am not surprised that Kyle Larson is, is on the outside looking in, but I do think that he should already qualified in but I think it's because of maybe some of the penalties that he's had uh, that has knocked him down. He's one kid that I think that he should be in the chase by now or he should be qualified to be in the chase by now. And I wouldn't be surprised if at the end of the day we will see both him and Chase Elliott's name in, in, in there. Honestly, if Kyle Larson does not win a race, I don't think he's going to be in the chase. Mm. If for whatever reason, if it ends up being some drivers make it in based on points, right. he's too far down. As you mentioned, he received a penalty. Right. He's received a couple of penalties. The pit crew chief was right. suspended. You know, it's almost like a self-destruction type thing. Yeah, yeah so, I, I, I totally understand that. Yeah, so I'm, I'm not sure, but some drivers, some notable drivers that still aren't in the chase include Junior. Junior, Junior, Junior get it together, buddy. Come on. Ryan Newman. It's yeah. not in the chase. Chase is not in, in the, the chase. chase. <laughs> you know, and there's there's some others like you know we mentioned Austin Dillon earlier, Jamie McMurray. Those aren't drivers that I really anticipate being in the chase, right. and that is, is Jamie McMurray and Austin Dillon. Is Danica Patrick's name in that by any chance? 
that not in okay, right. Right. Just, just making sure I, I, I oh my god I, just, I thought we were really gonna get through an episode <laughs> without mentioning Danica so as we always say we're not Danica haters we're just not Danica fans we're just saying <laughs> but I am saying. a fan if she makes that cover for uh, NASCAR body NASCAR body, you mean ESPN the body issue? ESPN body, yes, okay. whatever. You, for you guys that are listening at home or in your car, Renee is so hyped. He couldn't even say that correctly. Yeah, he I called could. it the NASCAR body. You know, ever since I've seen those GoDaddy commercials, I was like, oh my God. Okay. So anyway, clearly, okay, so back on track. Okay. So nonetheless, so, oh, and we forgot to mention smoke. Yes, yeah, smoke, smoke is, is not, not in the chase. So the question is, will smoke rise? It's a good possibility. That last race that he had where he came in seventh, it's it's possible he could build on that. You never know. I mean, these drivers, they try to look for any small thing to motivate them to catch fire. You know what? If, if coming in seventh in that last race helps smoke get it going, then so be it. And, and I applaud him for that. And I applaud his his crew and his whole team. So Smoke, if you want to come in seventh and start from there and make it, you know, just a hot end, then do it, buddy, because me, me and Tam are rooting for you. And Tam is a big fan of, of Smoke, and I'm a big fan of Smoke, and I'd love um, to see him get in the chase in his last year of racing. My only comment to that is, ladies love Smoke. <laughs> okay, we're on this whole chase topic. <clears throat> this has been a hot topic the last week. And that is, and you know, we're coming up on Sonoma, so it all kind of ties in. Do you think road courses should be included in the chase? My personal opinion of road courses is I don't like them. I don't know if you guys like them, Tam. I don't know if you like you them. You know, I don't like them. That, I mean, we I, live in California, and yeah. I didn't even think twice about going to Sonoma. And you know why? Because I'm going to be in Vegas. And yes, what goes on in Vegas stays in Vegas. Exactly. Unless it comes back with Tam. Uh, yeah, but no, I'm not a fan of road courses. No, I don't, I don't care to go to Sonoma or Glen Watkins. It's not my thing. Yeah, I personally enjoy just keeping it on a track basis. So uh, my personal opinion with that is um, I could care less about those road courses being in included doesn't bother yeah. me none that they don't let's move on i don't even yeah, want to I, talk I, about it, this. right and if you guys care to even you know want to mention or uh maybe not mention if you guys want to just put your two cents in as, as far as that is concerned maybe there are some of you guys out there uh that would like to see a road course in there you know we'd love to hear from you as well so yeah, go I'll, ahead and hit us up on twitter and let us know yeah i think i'll pose a question on twitter and let you guys answer so What's going on in NASCAR that we haven't talked about? If you watch the Xfinity race, we saw Dell Jr. in mm -hmm. the booth. He was in the booth with Mikey and Adam. What do you think about Dell being in the booth? You know what? I kind of like seeing Dale in the booth. I kind of like him more behind a race car, but it looked like after racing, when it's all said and done, I could totally see him in the booth. I could totally see Dale in the booth more than I can Jeff Gordon. I'd like to see Jeff Gordon just do something else. No, we've been accused, or excuse me, I was accused of being a Jeff Gordon hater. And you know who you are, because I know you're listening. Yeah. I'm just not, not a fan of right. him in the booth. Yeah. I, I, I like personality. I love to hear DW, Daryl Waltrip. I love to hear Mikey. I actually like Jamie Little as well when she's doing the sidetrack. Can you say well, sidetrack? Yeah. It's not well, like, that's why they call it color commentating because yeah. you want color means that you, they want you to bring some character they want you to bring some kind of 
ideal person to really like make it awesome to watch, keep the audience's attention and bring something to the table where you can like, you know, maybe a personality, even if it's your personality or some kind of alter personality that you bring to the table. Jeff Gordon is not bad. I don't think I've obviously seen him worse, but it, he's not bad. It's just that his personality, I just think is not right, you know? And I think Dale Jr. being in the booth, I think Dale Jr. has a better personality than Jeff Gordon. And I think he would definitely bring some color commentating to Interesting that. Interesting you said to, that, to that because sport. we all know, and Jr. admitted this mm -hmm. when he was asked what he thought about being in the booth. Jr.'s very shy. And he, you know, went and you on. you can't tell with all the commercials that No, because he's actually, water cooler Dale is great. Hey, Dale, just go up in the booth and wear, wear some real comfortable jeans. <laughs> there you go. That's yeah, all we you look, do. We know all his commercials. <laughs> Not but that I'm looking. He was on his, the Dale Jr. download, which mm -hmm. is on Dirty Mo Radio, his radio show. Mm -hmm. And he talked about how for years they had been asking him to go in the booth. And he just kept saying no. But he was glad that he finally went in the booth. But he admitted to being shy, but he said once he got in, things were just flowing. My thing is, is that although he was great to watch in the booth, I don't want him in the booth because that means the more he's in the booth, the more he's getting comfortable, and then he's thinking about retiring. Yeah. Call me selfish, but I don't want to see Dell in the booth because we need at least right now. we need at least ten more years of racing out of Dell. At least I think so. No, I totally agree with you on that. Yeah, I mean, we talked about the changing of the guard with the young drivers coming in and the new drivers slowly fading out. Dale may be of age. He may be a year younger or two years younger than Jeff, or is it one or two? Uh, but yeah, I'm... Yeah, they're pretty close. Yeah, I am not ready. And we said this last week. We're not ready for Dale to leave the... Right. And I'm sure a lot of you fans out there are not ready to see Dale Jr. leave either. And like I said earlier, anything that we talk about on this podcast, feel free to chime in and hit us up on Twitter or any of our social media and just send us a tweet. And uh, you can find us at Turns No Breaks on Twitter. And the same thing with our Instagram account as well, at Turns No Breaks. And leave us a comment on any of the pictures or the videos that Tam posts on there and give us a direct idea of what you guys are thinking about. Speaking of people leaving NASCAR, not only did Kurt Busch test an F1, he went all the way over to the Middle East to do so, <laughs> but Brad Kozlowski actually mm -hmm. was testing in an Indy car. Right. So do you see any future in Brad? I mean, Brad kind of made a comment that he wasn't leaving NASCAR, that he, it was just something he wanted to do. But the fact he did it and he was excited and his juices were flowing. Do you see a future in him doing IndyCar? Maybe he does the double duty and does the Indy 500 and the Coca-Cola 600? What, what do you think? Well, you just said something that is going to go to my point. I wouldn't normally think that Brad Keselowski would want to make a change, but the fact that he said that he liked it and his juices were like pumped up, I was like, okay, if you... If yeah, and you, we're paraphrasing. Yes, and we're paraphrasing it, right. And I, I mean, but it was obviously that he mentioned that he really, really enjoyed doing that. I think that there's something about uh, an athlete when they, I think that there's something about when an athlete gets to do something that they don't normally do and they really, really like it. Something about it makes them want to do it more, especially if they know that other drivers 
have done it themselves. It would not surprise me if Kislowski went over to Kurt Busch and said, hey, let me ask you a question and then inquired about what you were talking about, maybe pulling double duty. Did you like it? Did you not like it? Let me get some input. Let me pick your brain. And I wouldn't be surprised if Brad did that because I could totally see Brad maybe possibly maybe entertaining. Maybe. And I know he says he did, he's not going to do it. He doesn't plan he's on leaving gonna NASCAR. Do it less, he's not going to leave be NASCAR, surprised, right? but he's definitely... And he's still young enough that he could still pull this off. He's still a young yeah. man. He barely just turned 30 years old. Let's not kid ourselves, all right? He's still a young man, and he's still got a young man's attitude where he'll he's down for anything still. And I know he's got a family and, you know, whatever. But let me tell you something. When it comes to driving and racing, hey, man, driving and racing is racing, and that's something that he yeah. loves to do. Yeah, I don't think I can add anything to that. He's definitely going to double dip yeah. at some point. <laughs> now, when it comes to Kurt Busch, it's interesting because we know Kurt has run an Indy, but the whole Formula One, I mean, I don't know. Well, it, it should be interesting. So we're going to keep our eye out to see how that plays out yeah. on and off the track. So we're coming to the close of our show. Oh, already? Yeah. <laughs> so as you guys know, we always close our show with two things, our fan comment and our predictions. So our fan comment this week comes from the Reddit board that covers NASCAR. Or is it read it? I think it's Reddit. It's Reddit. Okay. So yeah. it comes from the Reddit board. Some people say tomato, you say tomato. But I think it's Reddit. <laughs> is that like some people say Fritos and others say Fritos? I like, guess. I don't know. <laughs> Chili Fritos. Some people say you guys and some people say y'all. All right. So I'm from Texas. We say y'all. Oh, my God. I'm from California and I say you guys. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. So, you guys, our comment comes from Reddit, from the NASCAR board. And it was a board that was titled, What is the Biggest What If in NASCAR? So, here's the comment. And I'm going to read it. And it's a little long, but it's worth hearing. What if the Hendrick plane never crashed? Ricky had an eye for talent. Would Kyle Busch still be at Hendrick? Would Junior be in a three car today? Or would DEI still exist? Truex still at DEI? Then MWR, as in Michael Waltrip Racing, is still a company? With the question mark. If MWR is still around, Toyota's money never gets freed up to spend at Gibbs. Does that keep Edwards at Rouse? Does Rouse right the ship with Edwards there? Junior gave Kozlowski his break in his nationwide team. Does Kozlowski race for DEI then? Kozlowski got Logano over at Penske. Is Logano thrown to the history books after his stint at Gibbs? Probably not. It would probably be an equally large yet different style of clusterfuck, excuse us, and I'd still tune in 30-some weekends a year. So I thought that was an interesting comment because there are a lot of what ifs. And this entire Reddit board, or this particular topic is, again, what is the biggest what if in NASCAR? There were some really interesting what ifs. I mean, there was one where somebody posed the question, what if Earnhardt survived? And someone answered and said, if Earnhardt survived, we probably would have more dead drivers. Wow. That was pretty compelling. I mean, if you guys, again, if you get a chance, make sure to go to the Reddit board for NASCAR and go to this particular topic. That sounds like it was deep. Yeah, what yeah. is the biggest what if in NASCAR? With that being said, 
I'm going to bring it back to a high note because I don't like to think about the what if in regards to Earnhardt Sr. That was a little, ooh. I mean, it went on. I just didn't want to read more of that. Right, right, right. But nonetheless, I thought it was some what ifs, some great what ifs from the the commenter. So let's go into some predictions, predictions, predictions. Okay. It's time for Tam and Renee's Race Predictions. Renee. Here we go. Who you got? Well, I'm going to say this. This guy's name keeps coming up a lot, and Kurt Busch is the first one that comes to my mind. But I'm not going to go with Kurt Busch. I'm going to go against the grain here a little bit. And I am going to go with Jimmy Johnson. And I just have a feeling that Jimmy Johnson is due. I know I've said this before on previous podcasts. And something about it that I really feel like this guy is due, just like all these other drivers are due, and I totally understand. But I'm going to go with Jimmy Johnson. I just feel like just something there, it's some deep within me, my gut feeling. Like, I just see Jimmy Johnson pulling this off. My dark horse, probably Kevin Harvick. And Kevin Harvick is always there. He's hovering around like a gnat, like a fly, just trying to be there. And he's there, and he's there, and he's there, but he just doesn't pull it off. And so Kevin Harvick, he's my dark horse, and I'm going to go with Jimmy Johnson as winning the race. Okay, great picks, but not my pick. So you guys know I always like to give you a little history before I tell you my pick. So just so you know, the last five winners in Sonoma were 2011, Kurt Busch, 2012, my boy, Mr. Five-Hour Energy Man himself, Clint Boyer, 2013, Martin Truex, 2014, our former ESPN body issue cover, cover, is that a word? I don't know. Cover. Yeah. (laughs) We made it a word now. Carl Edwards, and last year's winner was Bush. There you go. I think I heard Kurt Busch's name twice. No, it was Kyle Busch. Oh, Kyle Busch. Sorry. Well, (laughs) the two brothers. Yeah. So, you guys want to know my prediction? Here we go. It's one Ladies of love smoke. Oh! Yeah, I'm going to go with You Tony are going Stewart. there. I'm going there because Tony, <laughs> he came in seventh in the last race. That doesn't mean anything. Well, because, hold up, <laughs> let me. So, not only did he come in seventh the last race, he needs to win, of course, and get to the top 30 in points to make it to yeah. the chase. But more importantly, Tony can race anywhere, anytime, any place. I totally agree. And this guy has already won twice in Sonoma. So that is my first pick, and I'm sticking to it. I don't there care you what you guys think. Yeah, I'm really foolish. going against the grain. Oh my God, was that one of those? I went with my heart and not my brain. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Okay, but it's okay. And my dark horse is going to be drum roll Clint Boyer. Oh, Mr. Five-Hour Energy. And why? Because he's actually won once (laughs) at that particular track. Yeah. And you know what? By the way, real quick, Tam, I don't want want to say you picking smoke is completely outrageous because, and like I said, I know I, I said earlier in the podcast that this might be, you know, something that he could build on by coming in seventh in that last race. I don't mean like he's going to win the next race, but maybe if he like has a couple of races where he can just come in like in the top five or the top 10 again, then I think maybe by the third or fourth race, he might win it. But you know what? This is NASCAR. Anything can happen. Oh and he God. could win Calm this race. down, Renee. You act like I chose AJ Armadillo. <laughs> okay. And for the okay, record. Maybe not that bad. 
That, well, for the record, AJ won a road course race. Oh, yeah. Okay, there you go. it was like two years ago. Because so, I remember, I, okay, I love AJ's personality. He made it to the chase in that year. That was 2014. That was one of the best NASCAR weeks in Las yep. Vegas ever because he has such an awesome personality. You're right. So you know what? So let's backtrack that. It, it, yeah. Let's say so he it's won not 2014 like... Glenn Watkins. Yeah, so he didn't win Sonoma, but he won Glenn right. Watkins. So, so we could actually change that and go, well, it's not like you picked Danica Patrick to win the race. So we'll, we'll go with that. How's that? Is that better? Is that better? Okay. <laughs> You guys can't see me, but I'm giving yeah, Renee she's, she's giving me the, the blank stare of the blank. death. She's, <laughs> she's looking over her glasses. She's looking over her eyeglasses, and you know that's never good. Oh, God. Okay, guys. Here we go. This is pretty much the end of this episode of All Turns No Breaks. We always appreciate you guys listening to us. We thank you for coming in and listening to all of our stuff. And like I said before, please, if you have anything that you want to tell us, shout out to us, say anything to us, please hit us up on our social media. We really, really do appreciate the feedback. Please come back and listen to us again next week where we will talk about the race. As uh, in Sonoma. Right. The race. When we talk about the race in Sonoma. Okay, guys, you can listen to the show. Well, you're already listening, but when you tell a friend, tell your friend that they can listen to the show on iTunes. You can find us on Stitcher. We're also on Google Play. We are on SoundCloud. Mm -hmm. And as you guys know, because we beat it in your head every week, we're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Everything's at Turns No Breaks. That is correct. And if you want to find us on our own personal accounts, you can find me on my Twitter, my Instagram, and my Snapchat. If you have Snapchat, at It's Renee Garcia. That's at I-T-S-R-E-N-E-G-A-R-C-I-A at It's Renee Garcia. And I am on everything and my username is at I am sincerely Tam. Thank you. See you next week. Bye bye. Thanks so much for tuning in with Tam and Renee. 